I'm interviewing a duo called Songs for Sabotage. Hello, Songs for Sabotage. Yo, yo. Hey, how's it going? You're here and I'm here to talk about your album. It's coming out this Friday, September 25th, and it's called Night of Joy. Yep. And before I dive into that, what, what are the origins of the album title? Uh, well, Night of Joy is actually a bar uh, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, cool. And it's very special to us. And it's also where the two of us met for the first time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just uh, kind of like over time became a significant But well, we both place used for to us. go there a lot. And then it just happened that one night we both happened to meet there. So we thought that was very appropriate title. And, and kind of digging into Night of Joy further, that, that moment you guys met, was it cinematic? Was it very regular? Was it like, give me, give me, give me a brief sort of synopsis, sort of an idea of what it was like when the thunder and lightning <laughs> of Rich, Richie, who is, say what's up, Richie. What up? And Lena, say what's up, Lena. What's up? So give me give me an idea of that. Um, well, I can I can do it from my perspective first, Go which right. um, I I mean I think it is cinematic because it's like I walk into this bar where I'm supposed to meet my friends. I've been to a million times before, and there is Richie DJing, um, literally behind a wall of hair, um, <laughs> doing some <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, playing some music that I literally seem to be the only one really appreciating. Yeah, and <laughs> do, you <laughs> do, do you remember what what song was playing to make it extra cinematic, or it was just kind of a general vibe? Like right. you just yeah, knew, like I, this is great. Or well, okay, so I was like playing. I, I'm a huge fan of Acid House, like the '90s house music from. I can tell by your music, yeah. And um, I remember the song that she came up and was like, "Hey, like right on." It's a song called Voodoo Ray by a guy called Gerald. That's, that's the artist's yeah. name. And like, you know, I think it's from like 89 or 90, something yeah. like that. Uh huh. And it's just like a kind of fun, goofy instrumental dance track that no one would otherwise recognize unless they really knew it. And she was like, oh, hey, Voodoo Ray. And I was like, oh, someone in this bar actually knows what this is. That's so the best. Yeah, and so I, that immediately we started talking about music and we had a ton of stuff in common that yeah. ran, ran the gamut. May I just say, your, your music, uh, going into the word cinematic, your music has a very cinematic quality to it. Have, have people told you that? Yeah. Actually, yeah, <laughs> which is great because I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that description. Um, yeah, cinematic. It's it's big and I don't know. You can set it to a movie. <laughs> well, you can feel like there's a story being told as well, you know, in each song. Yeah. On the album "Night of Joy," I see there's seven songs. Um, what is what what is the significance of this uh, this number? What the the total songs you decide to put on here? Uh, well, to to be perfectly honest, uh, we chose seven because. Most streaming services denote seven songs as uh, being a full album. Yeah. Uh -huh. So 
these were the first seven songs that we ever wrote together and, and recorded. We did it all in New York. Um, and we kind of felt like this collection of songs uh, just- Encapsulated that whole vibe. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's our last year in New York in an album. Um, so yeah, we, we have more than seven songs, but we decided to make this collection of songs seven. Yeah. So you guys wrote every single song on the album aside from one. I will dive into that one in a moment. Um, but how does the songwriting process work with you guys? Oh, it's, um, how does it work? Um, <laughs> I mean, it varies. I feel like it's anything like, I mean, fire. I think I had a little, I had some chord progression or a riff or something I brought to you. We usually start yeah. on guitars. Yeah. I think all these songs were just started from like acoustic jams in my old apartment. Yes. Most, if not all of them, were first written just on two guitars. And then we, you know, that's mainly for like arrangement and maybe like a vocal melody. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and then all the intricacies, like the rhythm and the grooves and the drum programming and bass lines and stuff, all that stuff came later. Um, but, you know, a basic like arrangement and hook. Was, yeah. was always decided on before we really started to produce the songs. Yeah, so. you know, you know, making really, really good music, layered music like you guys do. You know, it's like it's like building a chair. You know, you don't want to sit on splinters. You know what I mean? You got to smooth that everything, you know? Exactly. Totally. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we want to hash it out on the acoustic, I would say, before we actually move into. Yeah, like general rule of thumb is that it can't suck no. acoustically because, you know, then you can never play it that way. <laughs> how how does the rhythm work? Beat-wise, we do produce all of our own beats and program everything. Um, none of it is live drums, except for there's some old samples that I recorded many years ago from an actual drum kit, uh -huh. but it's all um, arranged and programmed with an MPC, like an old drum uh -huh. machine. Um, so, yeah, uh, we so we do all that our, ourselves. That one song that you guys didn't write cuts you up. Um, and that's the last song on the album, Lucky Seven, Conclusion. So we're both huge Bauhaus, Peter Murphy, Love and Rockets, whatever, like all old school goth 80s music fans. Um, and that's probably his best known song. Um, we're huge fans of that song, but we didn't even think about doing a cover, let alone that song, until we saw him perform January, yeah, January. of this year. Um, uh -huh. And we had, I'll try and make it a short story, but we originally had tickets to see him perform in August of 2019, and he had a heart attack the day of the show. So uh -huh. the show got canceled and we're like, oh man, like. Postponed, yeah. And that was the last show that we went to uh, before COVID. Um, and the show was just incredibly moving. Yeah. Um, so we wanted, we decided on doing this, but we didn't really think about putting it on the album until after pandemic happened. And after we realized that was going to be the last show we went to. And, yep. you know, all these things sort of factored yeah. into yeah. making that decision. 
there's a, a consistent theme in your in your music videos of sort of like this minimal this minimalistic uh, directorial approach. Is that what you encourage, or is that sort of the the mood that kind of just syncs with, you know, what the director is thinking? Yeah, I think me working in the industry and always just coming up with ideas and concepts constantly throughout my professional career for videos, it it, can't, it comes very naturally to me to do that for, you know, this as well. So, and minimalism is something that's, um, I guess the Swedish part of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, that's just very much an aesthetic choice. Um, yeah. And it also fits the vibe. We, you know, we keep it minimal. Our production's minimal. We are, our members are minimal. <laughs> <laughs> we just sort of wanted it to be like a cool performance in a cool location. Yeah, and we do enjoy doing a performance video because, you know, it, it, how do I put it? It's probably where we act the most yeah. natural. Like if somebody said act in a video, like if there was some kind of a plot or script, I don't know if I could do it with a straight face the whole time. I'm <laughs> yeah. not serious at all as a person. Yeah. yeah, not actors. I have to personally say my favorite cut is urgency. That's my favorite cut. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should have focused on that one. It's, I mean, it was a, like, that was something that we were like, I mean, we, we thought about releasing that as a single. Cause I mean, I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this we're this is all very new to us. I mean, obviously first album, we're a relatively new band and yeah. we're just, we're very DIY. Yeah. So the uh, we're just now getting our first bit of feedback from from people who've been listening. So to hear that you like urgency, we're like, oh, cool. Like we think it's good, but yeah. we didn't realize other people might like it too. Were you directly in Brooklyn? Because uh, the bar that the album is named after is in Brooklyn. I was just curious. I am curious. Uh, are was it Brooklyn that you guys are based in? Kind of doing your everyday sort of get up, get out, and. Uh, you know, make music? Was it in Brooklyn? Yeah, I lived in Brooklyn by Prospect Park and Richie is Manhattan. Uh, yeah, I was in the Lower worth East. Worth asking. See, so, this, that, that was worth asking. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we wrote a lot of it at my apartment in the Lower yeah. East Side, but we had um, a rehearsal space in Dumbo of all places. Yeah. So technically Brooklyn yeah. is, is where most of it was really kind of Hushed flushed out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the plan originally was like, just to roll out a song a month, like begin at the beginning of the year. I like that. But with the state of the world, it's um, it's taken us. Well, we were also um, we didn't have the album finished when we released the first single. We were at the mentality of just like let's just put music out there. Like we just wanted to start putting the music out there. That backdrop in um, in the video, the cuts you up video, that like is that is that the energy you're going for? Um, because it is the concluding song on the album. It's a cover. Uh, do you see that kind of as a bridge to what is next for Songs for Sabotage? I'd like to think so. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's very accurate. Yeah. We we identify very much with New York. Uh, we're not from there originally. Um, so I can't really say that we're New Yorkers. So Richard, but... you're from Kentucky. And just so anyone who's listening, Lena, you are from? Stockholm, Sweden. There you have it. Yeah. So we identify with New York because we both spent about a decade there yep. um, and the band was conceived there. But it's funny because we had no intention of really going to LA before COVID. Um, 
but people would say that to us. They'd be like, you know, your music sounds very LA. And we'd be like, huh? But I think because it's, you know, it's poppy and it's danceable to an extent. Both with a dark undertone. But it's, it's also yep. not par for the course for most New York bands yeah. at this point in time, I think. Do you see any sort of variation of your formula that you had for this album? Um, do you see any change potentially going into effect with just the songwriting process, the production, anything really with what's to come yeah. next? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's the same, same concept, but we've also actually lately um, made the choice of um, being two guitarists because Richie's obviously, that's his instrument too, like originally guitarist. So bass, he's great yeah. at bass, obviously, and we kind of have is. that dynamic going, but having two guitars when you play live, we realize it's very, it just makes a little fuller sound. So we're, we're doing that right now. Obviously there'll be bass, but live we will be two guitarists. Yeah, yeah. we've been kind of rehearsing that way since we got out here. Yeah. Um, and then that's sort of given more freedom to have more guitar parts. Uh, and also for me not to be, you know, singing and then like- Ripping, ripping a solo. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's a lot. So I, we, I think we're also developing as together as songwriters. Um, yeah. So, and we're obviously influenced by our surroundings. So I think you'll hear that once, once we get to the second album. And then maybe I, lyrically we're being less introspective as of late, just with everything that's going on politically and, yeah. you know, you, that, that that's, that is really the duty of an artist right now, you know, is to, really just channel you know everything that's real and everything that's impacting listeners and just everyday people and it's, it's you know it's screaming in our faces you know just really just the myriad of things that are just not right um you know specifically speaking this country because that's the usa is where i am a citizen of um so you play two guitars live so richie you being a bassist you play rhythm correct live um, yeah, I mean, I have, have played guitar longer than I've played bass, but I specifically chose bass when we first started this band because it's fun to play live. I don't play bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm gravitating more towards guitar at this point, but it, we both play rhythm and lead. We both kind of trade off here yeah. and there. Just whatever makes sense to serve the song in the best way. Yeah. Would you say that you are rhythmically superior to Lena? He's just superior in general at guitar. <laughs> wow. Is she being modest or is that is well, that surreal? She's just doting on me for whatever reason. No, but yeah. it's true. Richie's, you know, I'm not at all like, you know, discrediting myself. Not at all. But you you are a fantastic, uh, talented guitarist um, and producer. And I think, you know, when we developed the sound of the guitars, um, that was a collaboration, you know? Um, it wasn't just me. We, we really like dial in the tone collaboratively, like what makes sense. There's no soul role in what you guys no. do. What about LA do you like less than New York? Is there anything that's just on the surface that you're like, eh, you know, this is not really uh What I loved about living in New York, specifically in Lower East Side, was just having everything within walking distance. I mean, literally everything that you could possibly want to do. 
Yeah. Um, so here, that's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Yep. I've had this like weird love hate relationship with the subway in New York, where it's mostly been hate, but yeah. there, when, you know, but then it's like when you're here and you're like, it'd be nice not to drive and just get on a subway. Absolutely. So, I, could, I can't say I miss the subway per se, but I do appreciate a good public transport system. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a punk song um, in the works right there. You know, I just yeah. subway. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Do you guys surf like recreationally? Do you um, do you hit up the med men? Is uh, what what's. <laughs> Um, I, surfing, good question. I mean, I used to live in Australia, um, younger and for almost seven years. So you would think I'd be like a surfer. And I was also a former pro swimmer, uh, for the Very Swedish cool. team, but surfing and me do not vibe at all. So okay. we love the beach. We, we, go, the we beach. do go to, the, to Venice often, yeah. um, but the most extreme I'll get is like boogie boarding. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> boogie boarding is great. I, I, I don't. Hey, just because you strap a little Velcro to your wrist, like for protection, and you know, don't stand on it, it doesn't mean it's not hardcore, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a good enough swimmer. I'm not ballsy enough to like take a wave face first. Oh hell, no! It's just I, I, I'm happen. terrified. Like I love the ocean, and I get in it and I go swimming, but you gotta respect it. Yeah, we go hiking, we go to the beach, um, and yeah, I mean, we hit up the dispensary every now and then. Yeah, there's plenty of ideas that. I say I would not have otherwise thought of if I weren't stoned when I first thought of it. You guys are musical people. Like I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Like if I touch down in a different city or whatever, um, maybe I'll play a song by someone from that area. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like throw me in that mind state. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, I would say that we're both huge fans of like old school SoCal punk, like X and the Germs. Oh yeah, Dead Kennedys and No Effects, Rancid, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as well as maybe some of the more mainstream, new school pop punk like Blink One Eighty Two and even like MGK, even that kind of stuff that's like super mainstream. Would um, I put it he's, on? He's out there. He's doing it. You know, just yeah. the, the pop he's, punk. He's reviving pop punk. Totally. Almost. Absolutely. He literally, literally, it's important. You know, yeah. it's, it's very important. I mean, if he's not doing it, who else, you know, with that kind of pull is going to do it. It's like teamed up with Travis Barker. So it's like, it's, it kind of is like a match made in heaven there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we were definitely influenced by the more like commercial side of the music industry. Um, just in terms of like being, um, you know, confident with being catchy, I, I guess. That's yeah, I, that's one thing I, I have to say, like when we were talking about music in LA versus New York, um, the scene and everything, I think that's what people were saying our sound was more LA because in New York, you know, it's a lot of like rock and roll, garage rock, kind of like that hipster rock. I don't know what to call it really. Yeah, but, I get you. Yeah, and I think we we were always like hey man we want to make catchy tunes that people can can like move to and you know yeah i actually focus on songwriting yeah and maybe less on um the style or vibe so to speak yeah 
you said you were impatient in New York and those qualities kind of followed you to LA, but it sure doesn't seem like, um, you know, just the musical process. It seems like you guys definitely took the sweetest and the best amount of time to just put this all together. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Adding on to you guys having the right idea with your organization, you definitely have the right idea with sort of the process of just getting people to to your music like you want catchy catchy is it's a strength there's something corny about catchy you know it, it's it's just got to be authentic i think that's really yeah. what it boils down to is authenticity exactly you nailed it yeah um Absolutely. i nailed it wow cool yeah um <laughs> <laughs> i have to ask this question because going back to the word cinematic do you guys being in la and all do you guys have your sights on scoring to any extent I would love to. Yeah, personally. I think Richie's very much looking into that. Yeah. Uh, we have a friend who is a documentarian, and um, he and I have like dis- a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he and I have discussed me potentially scoring stuff for him. So I, I'd like to dip my feet in that pool and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What's next for you guys? Um, well, okay, so dropping the album on Friday. And then on election day, Tuesday, November 3rd, we are doing a live stream for the I Voted Festival. Love it. Um, and I'll, I'll give you info if you want to post links or whatever. Nice. But, um, Absolutely. It's a festival that happens all day on election day and tons of artists are performing. So we're going to do a set. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, once the album is out, we are going to focus on writing and just kind of coming up with the next set of songs to hopefully share next year. That's the goal. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up right here, guys. But it was such a pleasure speaking to you. To everyone listening, this was Songs for Sabotage. They have a new album coming out this Friday, September 25th. It's called Night of Joy. You're going to want to listen to it. You're going to listen to it. And you're going to listen to it more. And thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Drew. This yeah, has been awesome. This so was much great. fun. So much fun talking to you. That that really means so much to me. You guys enjoy the rest of the week. Have a solid weekend. Stay safe and uh, you know, stay awesome. Stay right back safe. at you. <laughs> take care, guys. <laughs> okay, All right, take later. care. Bye. Bye.